Hello, this is Dan Moynihan, and welcome to another episode of Christian Deep Dive. Today we're going to talk about something that probably can get a little political, but actually I'm going to start that way, but try to get away from it, because sometimes I don't think it really helps us too much as Christians. Sometimes we can get really upset the way elections go, if we've been praying for our country and hoping for our country, and then things do not go the way we want to. What I want to stress today is that doesn't mean we should lose our faith. It means we should work on things that will increase our faith. And I'll get to that in a moment. I don't know when you're hearing this broadcast. You may be hearing it right after I do it, or you might be hearing it several years later. I'm not really sure. It doesn't really matter because in any time that you live in, things are going on that disappoint you. Things go on in the world that are not what you prayed for. Right now, as I'm recording this, it's right after a season of three months worth of elections and turmoil and things like that that are going on that didn't quite go our way. But God is still in control. And I want to give you a few scriptures. The first one would be Isaiah 40, 15. And that is, behold, the nations are like a drop from a bucket and are accounted as the dust on the scales. Psalm 118.8 says, it is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. And how true that is. And look at Psalm 60, starting with verse 11. O grant us help against the foe, for vain is the salvation of man. With God we shall do valiantly. It is he who will tread down our foes. Now, those of you that have been following my podcast know that I have one out there that regards the thousand-year kingdom of Christ, when Jesus will come back to this earth and he will rule from this earth for a thousand years, as well as he'll be ruling in heaven forever. And I try to tell people that are a little discouraged right now that we must look at the big picture. We must go forward looking at the fact that our time on this earth is like a, in light of eternity, is like a speck of sand in the Sahara Desert. And so we have to go forward remembering that eternity is forever and this time on this earth is very little. And we have to look forward to the fact that Jesus will be our ruler someday and all the issues and all the things with, uh, I'll just name a couple, how we feel about abortion, how we feel about what God says marriage really is in our society. Um, all that will be in accordance to what Jesus says and what, what God says in his holy word. And so take heart that we have that to look forward to. People that are not Christian, that are morally upset with us, don't have that to look forward to. You know, there's a lot of people that are, quote, conservative or uh, Republican or whatever, but they're not Christians. They don't have anything to look forward to. They're just upset about the moral stance of where things are going as they should be. But we as Christians have this to look forward to. And I think that that's something that, uh, well, it excites me. America or any nation isn't going to last forever. But keep in mind that the souls of people you're praying for and your soul is going to live forever. So our emphasis needs to continue to being on souls saved for eternity through salvation in Christ. Acts chapter 4 says in verse 11, This Jesus, there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men which men must people must be saved. And so we must think about it. I don't care what political party people belong to. There's so many people in this country, politicians, judges, you name it, they've turned their back on God. They've rejected God and his word in the education system. Uh, they've sacrificed millions and millions of children to the God of self. They've rejected God 
throwing out the Ten Commandments, rejecting nativity scenes, and replacing the truth of God for a crea- as creator for the blatant lie of evolution. And look at Romans chapter 1, verse 21. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of immortal God for images resembling mortal man for birds and animals and creeping things. What does that sound like? And certainly that's been happening in our time. There are times you must remember that God can put a country under judgment. It doesn't mean us Christians are under judgment, but it does mean that our country is. And again, all you got to do is study the scriptures, study the Old Testament. And again, you'll see how kings and governors and rulers, they don't last very long. They rise, they fall, they rise, they fall. And sometimes God will grant peace. Uh, You look at the era of the kings in the Old Testament. There were good ones, but there were many more bad ones. And you know, they would pray their way out of it. They'd get a good king or two, and then it would get bad again. Again, this is a groaning, uh, fallen world we live in, and it won't be perfect until Jesus comes back the second time and makes it perfect. So people will ask right now, well, how are we to react? How are we to act? How are we supposed to be? And one thing is I, I want to emphasize is, remember, we have to take heart. Remember, Jesus himself said, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And what a blessing it is to recognize who you are in Christ. If you're a Christian today, you can rejoice because you have so much to look forward to. You have so much that he is going to be for you in this world and most importantly in the world to come. But living in this world right now, the thing that came to me when I was praying about this is in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. And this is very familiar to most of you, but it bears repeating. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. That's the crux, my friends. That's where we're supposed to be. Let's look at these right now. In this age we're living in, fruit of the Spirit, love. What do we think about that? We think about the love of God for us. If you're a Christian, you have no worries about someone loving you. God loves you. He called you enough to elect you to salvation. He loves you. He wants that love to flow through you, to flow through to other people, uh, to the people you know, to the brethren. And we need to be living and basking in that all the days of our lives. Because of that, we can have joy. No matter what is going on in your life, no matter what is going on in the world, just knowing who you are in Christ, that God loves you, should fill you with joy. Even when you're going through a difficult time or experiencing a difficult time, either as an individual or just in the world. Peace. If you have this love, if you have this joy, it should give you a sense of peace. The world right now doesn't have any peace. But if you have peace because you know who you are, that you've got the love of God in you, you have that joy, you can have peace, you know who you are, you know that when you die, you're going to be with the Lord forever. And again, forever is a long time compared to this world when we're only here for a limited amount of years. And so you have, those are the three, I like to say when I see the nine fruits of the Spirit, that love, joy, and peace are the bedrock of it. Because those, to me, I won't say they're the most important, but they're almost like the foundation for the rest of them. Because if you have those things, 
long-suffering, which is also patience. It means you can be patient. It means you can see what's going on. You can have patience. <laughs> you realize it gives you time to reach out to others, to be a walking gospel. Remember, we are his hands. We are his feet right now. He's up there watching. He's Jesus is at the right hand of the Father praying for us, sending his Holy Spirit to us, filling us with these things. And it's it's something that we can have if we ask, but ask for it. As children of God, we just have to ask. As children of God, we take these fruits of the Spirit, and where we see or we're lacking, we just have to sit down and ask him. Ask him for that patience. Gentleness. Now, this is very important in a time of uh, political fighting and things like that. A lot of people like to get their veins popping and their eyes spinning counterclockwise as they're getting mad and everything else. Well, we are to pray against things, and I'll be the first one to say that a Christian should go out and vote. If you're called to run for office, you should do so. But as far as uh, storming the gates of the Capitol or blowing up buildings or anything like that, that's what the other side does. You know, we don't we do not do that. If you have the spirit of Christ in you, you're not going to do things like that. Remember, did Jesus get political when he was on this earth? Well, he did all the things he was supposed to do. Render unto Caesar the things that are Caesar's, he said. But he didn't go and uh, do, do some uh, violent things to the Roman government. And, of course, everybody was perplexed. They thought that's what the Messiah was supposed to be doing. Well, guess what? He will do that when he comes the second time. The second time he comes will be in power and majesty, and he will overthrow any government that's here that is opposed to him. But when he came the first time, it was to save souls. And that's the era that we're living in right now. And that's what we should be about. And that's what we should be doing. The next one is goodness. And of course, we pray for goodness. We want goodness. He was nothing but good. And we want goodness to flow through us. Faith, of course, we have faith. Faith is something that the Holy Spirit gives us. We just have, we know that we know that we know. But there's nothing wrong with trying to ask for more of that when we need it. Meekness. Meekness is not, um, you know, people have a wrong idea of that sometimes. Meekness is something that... Um, means you're strong and you know it. You know, it's easier when you have a lot of power, when you have a lot of ability, it is better sometimes. It shows your strength when you don't strike back, when you don't, when you know that you could, but you don't. Uh, meekness doesn't mean you just let people roll over you. It just means you hold your tongue when you got to hold your tongue. When you know you're right, you don't necessarily have to prove you're right. You just pray for that person. You know, when a person is verbally abusing you, you almost have to look at them and say, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. But in our human flesh, we want to strike out. We want to, we want to strike at them. We want to fight back. But in reality, we have to see if they don't find Christ where their end is. And if you'll think about people that way, then you'll start to pray for them instead of want to strike back at them. That's a little bit of what you could spend a lot of time talking about what meekness is, but that gives you a little bit of an idea what it is. Uh, temperance, which means self-control. Self-control is one of the toughest things in this day and age, uh, both in our personal life, if you're dealing with any kind of a personal sin or secret sin or anything like that. It does mean that, but it also means self-control in times like this when you want to, again, you want to strike out, you want to be right, you want people to know you're right, uh, you want to prove a point. Um, we ask for the Holy Spirit's gift of self-control again, with Jesus as our, as our example. You know, Jesus, when he was being mocked, when he was being tormented and everything else, he knew he was in the right, 
but he held back. Why? For the bigger picture, because he was there to try to save us. He was there to save us. And we need to always be looking at the big picture. We, we might be in the right a lot of times. We might be in a situation where we can win a lot of battles. But in winning those little battles, we might lose some of the wars over the people we're praying for. It is more important that in the end, we conduct ourselves like Jesus so that people want to talk to us when things get rough. You know, if we're around, I don't know how much longer we'll be on this earth, but as things start to get worse, people will seek out people that are exhibiting these fruits of the Spirit. The people will seek you out and say, how can you be so calm? How can you be, give me a reason for your faith. Give me a reason. Uh, You're somebody that seems to be taking all this in stride. And you can say, well, it's not that I'm upset. It's not that I'm not concerned about these things, but let me tell you what I've got. Let me tell you what I'm looking for. It's that type of person then is able to witness all the more, all the stronger. So let me just say this. If you're somebody right now, whatever you're going through in your personal life, whatever you're going through as you see in the world what's going on, if you're a Christian today, take stock of who you are and what you are and all that you have. You know, the enemy works overtime trying to make us forget who we are in Christ. But if we remember who we are, what we have, what we have to look forward to, and concentrate on, Lord, make me stronger. Lord, I want every one of these attributes of the fruits of your spirit to flow through me. I invite you to write all of them down on a little card, and every day just concentrate on one of those. You know, one of the days you might have, the first day it might be love, thinking about the love of God, the next day joy, what that means, uh, peace, what that means of the next day. You just keep over and over and over, and you go through these as the days go on, and you just get stronger and stronger as you build yourself up in these things. So that's just a recommendation that I make. So in closing, this is a little maybe shorter edition of what I wanted to say, but I don't like to drag things out. When I get in here, I like to say what I want to say and then be done with it and let you go off and think about it or study it. So again, this is uh, Dan Moynihan with Christian Deep Dive, and I just thank you for listening and uh, check out some of the other podcasts if you haven't listened to them yet, and there'll be more to come, God willing. God bless you.